Good morning. Uh, we are excited to be here and worship with you this morning. Aren't those hymns? Those hymns are filled with such truth, aren't they? You guys uh, did a wonderful job singing this morning. And uh, man, it's just so powerful. Landon loves Stand Up for Jesus. Stand up, stand up. Landon sings it along with us and we get a kick out of that with him. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 this morning. So if you want to open your Bibles up and and uh, we're going to read that, and uh, we're going to go use that as our primary text. We're going to jump around a little bit, um, but basically, uh, we're going to look at First Peter and kind of go through it and talk about it, and maybe tell you a few stories along the way. So, let's go ahead and, and read. <clears throat> Is that a little loud? Sounds a little loud to me. No, he, he disappeared. All right. So let's go ahead and read. Therefore. Preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb with, without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who found who through him are believers in God, who raised him up from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass and all the glory of the flower of grass. And all its glory like the flower of grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of God, the word of the Lord remains forever. And this is the word of God, the word of the good news that was preached to you. All right. <clears throat> this passage is, is a call for you and I to, to live holy. As believers, uh, we're striving for holiness. And uh, some people... Uh, wonder and, and look for, for what holiness, need, holiness means. And uh, in some places, you can, you can flip over to Galatians uh, 5.22. I would, I would say that the fruits of the spirits are some attributes of what holiness looks like on the outside, how we uh, interact with one another. And it's, uh, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I was uh, going to attempt to sing a song. There's a song that, that, that goes, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is not an apple. Y'all heard that song? The fruit of the Spirit is not an apple. But I can't get the tune right, so... Uh, Kira doesn't want to help me, so I'm not much of a singer, but there's a, there's a funny, quirky song that the kids learn, and uh, it, it goes something like that. Oh, Matthew, you know it? 
Oh, okay. I thought Matthew was giving me the sign back there. Yeah. All right. Uh, but, but these uh, qualities, these fruits of the Spirit are, are some of the signs of, of holiness and, and what it looks like out when we're uh, in the world and, and when we're in here uh, in the house of worship. These, these uh, should start becoming uh, uh, evident in your life. And, uh, you know, some, you, you often hear, you know, oh, I'm working on patience today. Oh, I'm working on love today. Well, we're, it, you know, the cool thing about uh, our relationship with Christ is it's a journey. And so, you know, throughout our life, we're, you know, we're being molded and made to look more like Christ. And so all these attributes continue to, to form and, and become easier to, to be patient. Um, definitely patient. I'm, I'm the type of driver who is uh, not a very nice driver. But over the years, um, I would say the last year, though, not, not the years, but over the last year, I've become a more uh, conscious driver as opposed to a mean road rage driver. And uh, usually when somebody's when driving along and they put their blinker on, I'll speed up so they can't get over. Do y'all do that? Maybe I just do it. So I speed up so they can't get over. But, and so Carrie will lean over and say, would they know that you love Jesus because you just did that? And I'd say, no. Or I'd be like, no, leave me alone. I'm cutting them off. But really, that's, that's something that I've been working on. for the, Or honk at them, yes. Yes, Ruth reminds me that I like to honk. Ruth's like, what are you doing? They're in my way, I'm honking. And I'd laid back on that a little bit too, I think. So over the, it's a process, it's a journey. And so these attributes well up inside and, and they, start, they start changing you. And, and you notice that, that uh, you become more patient or maybe you love somebody a little differently or maybe you understand uh, that you need to control yourself a certain way at a certain time. So these are, these, are way, these are attributes of holiness that you and I have when we start following and believing in Christ. We have to be obedient. This passage uh, says there in uh, 14 and 15 says we must be obedient. Obedience is a big deal to God. Uh, God uh, wants us to follow him, his leading, and, and strive to, to be constantly in communion with him. Um, there's several examples. Uh, Adam and Eve, were they obedient? They were disobedient. Uh, when the uh, Israelites stood at the promised land, Caleb and, and uh, Joshua went in with ten other guys to, to spy. And uh, they came back, and, and what did Caleb and Joshua say? Oh, yeah, let's go in. Let's go get them. But the other ten said, no, 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 we don't want to do it. So they were disobedient. They didn't think that God could deliver them, did they? There's Gideon. Gideon, man, he's got a crazy story, you know. Gideon goes, and he's going to go attack these people, and he's got a bunch of men. Then God's like, no, 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 okay. Why don't you take this small amount? He was obedient. And uh, that's exciting. And he, he overtook and he, he won. Joseph and Mary. Joseph didn't leave Mary, did he? He was obedient. He said, take her as your wife. And he had Jesus. He was obedient. And uh, Ananias. Um, he could have been scared of Paul. Instead, he went and, and ministered to that <coughs> Christian murderer who was Paul, Saul at the time, but Paul later, and we've got, you know, most of the New Testament, because God spoke through Paul. So Ananias was obedient. Some of these people were, I, I gave examples of disobedience, and, and I gave examples of obedience. Um, God wants us to be obedient, because there's, there's many, many blessings in obedience. If we are 
living in such a way that, that we do what God impresses on us and God calls us to do, and he's going to bless us, and it's going to turn out. It's going to be, you know, these are some amazing stories. And what kind of story do you have? Do you have a story to share when you've been obedient to God? Um, I come home, and uh, two little boys attack me. They're two and one, and uh, it's a little crazy from remote controls to landing uh, asking mom, can I cook, can I cook? And I was like, no, I don't let him cook. And then Logan asking for more grapes. And, uh, I, you know, I don't think I ever really, re- really understood what obedience was when, when I tried to corral those two little guys. And I don't, I don't do too good a job, but I think I'm getting better. But obedience is, is tough. You know, imagine what, what God's looking, looking down on us. You know, I kind of picture the, the father-son relationship or father-child relationship is kind of the way God and and me are, or God and you guys are. You know, he's looking down going, hey, I need you to be doing that. Or just putting on your heart and softly speaking to you, hey, go talk to that person. Hey, speak up. Don't just sit there. So we have to be obedient. So that, that relationship, that image, it just, it just blows my mind. It's like God's looking at me going, hey, Jeremy, I need you to be doing that. And so, uh, <clears throat> I, I like those two little guys. They're fun, a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, let's see, so we've got, got obedience. God's called to be holy and be obedient to that holiness. Verse 22, uh, I love 22. It says, now that you've been purified yourself by, being, uh, by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. Um, and this, this, is, this plays into us being obedient. This, uh, in Luke 10, 27, this is one of my favorite passages. Um, I would argue that if there was no, no other part of the Bible, this would be uh, critical uh, to your faith. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and, with, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do you ever have... Any uh, intense moments of just love, just overwhelming love. And another question I want you to think about is uh, how do you love others and how do you love the unlovable? And I want to take a look at at two clips and hopefully I'll explain them afterwards. Or or we'll look at one, I'll explain it, then we'll look at the other and we'll explain the other one. So apologize for the buzz. Impeccable timing, Your Majesty. 
Sir Adi and I didn't see you at the presentation of Simba. That was today? Oh, I feel simply awful. Must have slipped my mind. Yes, well, as slippery as your mind is, as the king's brother, you should have been first in line. Well, I was first in line until the little hairball was born. That hairball is my son and your future king. Oh, I should practice my currency. Don't turn your back on me, Scar. Oh, no, Fasa. Perhaps you shouldn't turn your back on me. Is that a challenge? Temper, temper. I wouldn't dream of challenging you. Pity. Why not? Well, as far as brains go, I got the lion's share when it comes to brute strength. I'm afraid I'm at the shadow end of the dream pool. There's one in every family, sir. Two in my family. And they always manage to ruin special occasions. What am I going to do with him? He'd make a very handsome throw rack, sir. So. And just think, whenever he gets dirty, you could take him out and beat him. Some of you are thinking, what in the world does Lion King have to do with, with 1 Peter and this love? Well, it has to do with the love. Uh, that passage in 22, um, the, Greek, the two Greek words for love, actually, they're both in there. One of them is Philadelphia. It's the second usage in the, the passage there. And the first usage is actually agape. And uh, Mufasa, Mufasa loves his brother um, enough that he comes and finds out why he didn't come to his son's ceremony. And I, I, I would say that he loves him no matter what because he's, his brother doesn't like him because he's the king. But Mufasa still goes down and, and talks to him and, and wants him to be a part of the family, and he loves him unconditionally. And so I would, I would describe that as agape love. 
And that's a, that's a similar love that, that God loves us. He loves us no matter what. He loves us unconditionally. That's what agape means. And then uh, philo, with Philadelphia love on the screen, uh, that's the uh, Greek uh, drawing. It's, uh, it means brotherly love. So uh, Pumbaa and Timon and, and Simba are hanging out in the woods eating bugs and spending life together. That's brotherly love. And so this passage is calling you and I to love one another, love each other, love our neighbors intensely with both agape and brotherly love. It's a, it's a love that, that we can only, only um, have if we have Christ. If, if Christ is living through us, then, then we can love like that. Um, it's hard to, to love some people, isn't it? But with Christ, and we can start seeing people through Christ's eyes, then we begin to love others no matter what. No matter what they look like, no matter what they smell like, no matter what, we can love them. And that's what they need. They need to see that, that holiness. They need to see Christ in you. So they, they, they wonder, what's different about them? What do they have? John 17, 21, 22 says that they may be all, let me start over, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me, the glory that you've given me, and, and I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. And so, so Christ tells us that we are one in him. And through that oneness, that's, that way we can love one another in such a fashion. We can love each other unconditionally. We can have that camaraderie. We can have that brotherly love. If we don't, Scripture says in Galatians 5.14, uh, let's just look at 15. It says, you will bite, if, but if you don't, you bite and devour one another. Watch out and you will con- be consumed by one another. And before that, it actually says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So it's reiterated. Paul reiterates it in Galatians. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That command has been given uh, since the beginning. You can find it in Exodus as well, it, throughout the scripture. And Jesus, Jesus tell, tells it again in Luke, like we talked about. And so through that oneness, through that love, um, we can love one another. Otherwise, we'll consume each other. Nobody likes to be bitten. Landon or Logan bites me, it always leaves little marks and you get slobber all over it and we don't want to do that to one another. And devouring one another, that's, that's not what we want to do. Fighting and bickering, that's, that's not what God wants. But if we, if we don't love each other that way, that's what's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to beat each other's necks, we're going to bite each other, we're going to devour one another, and then, uh, you know, I, the scripture doesn't say it, but you know, what happens to the church then? It splits, it disbands, it breaks up. So we have to love each other unconditionally. We have to be obedient to that command. The last passage, uh, let's jump down to 23. 23 says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God for all people. This comes from Isaiah 40, 6 through 8. It says, All people are like grass, and their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fail, fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So basically, we're here for just a, a blink of an eye. Um, we live, uh, and, and I serve at uh, Highland Lakes Camp, and that's on beautiful Lake Travis. Um, it's 
uh, up in the hill country, and so it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You, uh, we go down as a family, and uh, we enjoy uh, either our afternoons or evenings, either before or after dinner. It just kind of depends on when Landon wants to go swimming or not go swimming, just to go hang out by the lake. And so we go down there, and, uh, and, and sometimes we'll toss rocks in the lake. Um, we have to walk a little further now because it's losing about a foot a day, but uh, we, we walk down there, and we'll get some rocks, and we'll toss them, and, and Logan's starting to get to the point where he, he's wanting to toss rocks, and I'll get over there, and I'll try to impress him by skipping a rock, you know, and try to count how many times it skips across the lake. But, but think about that, that entry point. When you toss that rock and it, and it hits, think about that as your birth. Okay, and so what happens? The ripples come out, right? At some point, though, the ripples stop. And so that's sort of like our lives. But along the way, sometimes those ripples, they hit things. You know, a turtle's got its head popped up, so that ripple hits a turtle or a stick or, or whatever. It's going to hit things along the way. And so that's, that's sort of a picture of our life. So our birth and our ripples go out and we hit people. We run into people. We intersect. We enjoy uh, each other's company, our family, our neighbors, people we don't know, people we see. And so along the way, we see all these people, but at some point it stops. But the Word of God continues forever. So we have an opportunity to share God's Word to those that we bump into, to those that we live with, to those that, that we see just at work or, or wherever. Today, here, right now, in church, we have an opportunity to be that ripple to somebody else. And, and sometimes we forget, as, as believers, we come into the house of God or we, or we work in a ministry together, and we forget to, to love each other the way the Scripture tells us to, unconditionally. We were sitting in a Bible study a couple weeks ago, and uh, one of the, the young ladies in the Bible study says, you know, I just don't try too hard to love you guys like Christ should. But I, but I go to Starbucks, man, and I love them like Christ. Why? Why not? Why can't we love each other the same as, as you love that, that person at Starbucks as, as you do right here at, at the camp where we're supposed to be believers, right? So we, we, we need to be obedient to what Christ is called to do. We need to live holy and we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. And um, Colossians 1, 27, 28 instructs us in such a way that, that uh, tells us to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery which is Christ in you the hope of glory him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ so I've, I've sort of already said some of this stuff but basically the reason that we're we're loving each other this way is so that we can we can learn from each other the way to to be Christ-like. It says that so when it says that we may present everyone mature in Christ, that's death. So along the way, we are supposed to be helping each other learn how to live more like Jesus until the day we die. That's what we're commissioned to do. In Christ, we are to live such a way to share with all those around us, to present each other mature in Christ. And uh, Stephen, when he was martyred um, in Acts chapter 755, 
it says that he was full of the Holy Spirit. Full means perfected in the Greek. He was perfected and then he, he was ascended into heaven after he was stoned. That's, that's, what, it's, that's uh, what this passage to me uh, is, is calling you and I to do. It's to, it's to live holy, to be obedient, to love one another, and to keep loving each other no matter what until the day we die. So that each of us can be mature in Christ. For those of you who don't know Jesus Christ, I would invite you to, uh, to learn who he is. To ask somebody around you, and and uh, if this morning you you want to know more about Jesus Christ, I would invite you to to ask somebody, ask your your family member, ask one of the deacons, ask me. I'd love to tell you about Jesus. Um, we'll go ahead and close in a word of prayer, and then have a time of invitation. So if you'll bow your heads with me, Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. Lord, this opportunity to come into your house of worship, to open up your scripture, Father, to, uh, to see what you have for us. And, uh, and Lord, we just thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Lord, that uh, his blood was, is sufficient for me, for those that are here, and for those that aren't here. Father, his blood... Is sufficient. We just thank you so much for that. Lord, we just ask that you would uh, go with us this week. Father, uh, I specifically ask that you would be with uh, uh, Ruth and uh, her mother, Father, and, and the family as they uh, uh, continue to, uh, to figure out what you'd have them do, Father, and uh, just comfort them. Father, put your arms around the family and love them. Lord, we just... Uh, Ask that you be with us this week. In your most heavenly name I pray.